0: Hey, what's uh what's going on guys? This is uh Who Watches the Watchers. Uh uh-huh. and we are a comic book podcast, and this is Kenny.
1: And this is Ian.
0: And today we are going to be talking about a book that I don't have pulled up, but it's gonna be Marvel's Two and One by Chip Zidarski and
1: yeah, Valerio Skiddy does a few issues, Jim Chung starts it out. Uh we have uh the annual by um right. Declan Shelby. Shelvy. Shelvy. And then uh, the second half of the book, the last six issues, is uh, Ramon, Ramon Pérez, I believe. Dang, nice. Okay, cool, yeah.
0: It's a little trivia for you, you know? Yeah, so,
1: it, <laughs> I mean, it, the, the artist does mix up a little bit in the first half. The second half is Ramon, all, all six issues. Yeah. Um, and this book definitely feels like it has a segment right in the center. Yeah. Yeah. definitely but i mean we'll we'll get into that in just a few minutes um i just wanted to ask you how, how you been this week man? what's going on man
0: i pretty good uh i mean besides the uh, fighting the floodwaters last night you know oh I mean? yeah it, um it was like what was it, was it a flash flood i mean it was a tornado warning even yeah. over here for a little while and so uh it's so funny like i literally got a tornado warning on my phone and then immediately went and sat outside and watched the rain you know it's like a yeah. kind of a very texas response to a tornado <laughs> warning Um, but yeah, it's just, yeah, the foundation on this house is, you know, getting a little less than so. Were you uh, guys
1: afraid that you guys were just gonna sail away?
0: Exactly. Sail away on the waters? Felt like the sticks, you know? You showed me a video of of yourself just like...
1: literally sweeping the water as it was rushing to your door that's
0: exactly what we did for probably like 45 <laughs> minutes straight just basically it felt like i was playing like some olympic sport of like water sweeping you know what i mean was that your shower basically <laughs> no, i actually had to take a shower afterwards because i was like covered in like leaves and like shit you know what yeah I mean? we were like soaking wet by the end of it, it suck how are
1: the how are the dogs with lightning and stuff like that they, or thunder i should say
0: oh i mean i i mean if we had to bring frankie inside because she was like yeah know, scared and freaking out but i think besides that they were totally fine yeah um, i don't think it was a problem you know freya's so caught up with the kittens Yeah, you know, for anybody listening i have four, four you know six four week old kittens, kittens right now yeah. you know, looking for homes so um, i'm sure that by the time you hear this they will all have been homed away but <laughs> true they're yeah, adorable this is gonna come out in like six weeks yeah, exactly. we're, we're pretty far
1: out from from where we are exactly um how are you what's going on with you man oh i'm good i still have plenty of phlegm um i got my second vaxi. oh a a few i get my next tuesday are you scared
0: i'm just worried i'm gonna be sick afterward you know what i mean i'm just sure it's gonna kick my ass but i'm off the next two days from getting it you know what i mean mm -hmm. like i I get it i work that night and then i'm off the two days after so yeah
1: the day you get it you feel pretty fine yeah um for whatever reason ashley and i had a lot of side effects afterwards like the days following yeah i mean it's normal we talked to a lot of people and told them like oh pfizer and they're like we got pfizer too we felt fine so i was like oh shit okay well
0: who knows well i got the Derna, got the the moderna (laughs) (laughs) so we'll see what happens but i'm sure it'll be fine it is what it is i'd still rather get it than not you know
1: it is what it is um what else have you been consuming any other media besides the ones that we set out to actually speak
0: about on this podcast yeah i'm still doing my black clover binge you know we oh, kind of yeah. put it down for a minute actually just because i felt like i had other things to watch or do and then mm-hmm. hadn't wasn't getting back to it but then we're back on it right now so i think we're on episode like 75 75 out of yeah. how many i think that show stopped at 170 oh yeah, okay. so, so it, you still
1: got like 95 ish yeah we
0: got a pretty episodes. long haul to go and they're like
1: 20 something minutes yeah a piece? it's like
0: average anime funimation anime it's like yeah, 18 minutes minus something or after all the mm-hmm. credits and bullshit because that shows literally starts off exactly the same every episode they start off with the same like this is the story of our world i mean mm-hmm. literally every single episode And so they you skip it piece. every time you're just like, yeah usually it's something you skip unless yeah. i'm just like doing something you know what i mean
1: but, um has it picked up steam are you enjoying what you're seeing
0: Yes and no. It a show has a way of having a lot of like characters you kinda don't wanna <gasps> deal with or follow. Like more than most really? animes, you know what I mean? Like there's just some weird character choices and like I'm not even joking, the last episode we just watched was and en- lit the the la- like it was a whole episode about them going to a hot springs, like going to a sauna and then like uh-huh. having the girl side and the boy side and that whole thing. But the episode just kinda ended abruptly and literally going and this was our uh what did it say obligatory hot springs episode oh wow so they were
1: playing into the trope yeah the
0: narrator says that at the end he's like and this was our obligatory hot springs episode (laughs) and i was like jesus i was like and i mean it just was like mid-sentence that he cut Mm. in and then the episode was over and it was like oh okay that was really weird yeah Yeah.
1: (laughs) you know the fire emblem games lately have been doing a lot of that kind of fan servicey stuff too where they're they'll be like oh free you know dlc and it's like Them in like summer clothes or some shit, and it's just like, I I don't need any
0: of this shit. Yeah, you know, outfits that are just for like the the simps of the world. (laughs) I mean,
1: yeah, yeah, actually. Um, but yeah, this week we're talking about Zadarsky's. 2-1-1. Dude,
0: that's your, Twitter, is, that's your Twitter boyfriend. Chip yeah. Siddarsky, I right?
1: <laughs> tweet at the, the motherfucker all the time. He likes my tweets. I love it. That's, and, I mean,
0: that's you have to admit that's kind of an amazing relationship you've managed to cultivate well, Oh yeah, Twitter. Especially
1: when he retweets my tweets. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. Um, but he, this is a, a revitalization of like an old um, Marvel comic where it was like the thing. And it was just him teaming up with someone new every time.
0: Oh, that makes sense for yeah. the title a lot more. Mm-hmm.
1: And so sure. it was—it was like his side stories, but then like with you know Miss Marvel or the, She-Hulk or something. He's some
0: definitely shit. not the Fantastic Four character. I feel like gets that front attention. You most don't think of the so. time? You know what I mean? Like, cause, I mean, the, he's definitely our protagonist in this I story. Like, I mean, yeah. he's our, the anchor. He's who we're following along. But I mean, I haven't read enough Fantastic Four stories, I guess, to have feel like oh, that no, he was yeah. like my the front man to the story. You You're know, what right. I mean, he's either always kind of like comic relief, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. or just like or the muscle. You know, exactly. I feel like he never really gets that time that this comic book gives him to be like. That's very true. A person, you know, yeah, to no. be like his own fulfilled I, character.
1: I thought you meant like he's not who you think of when you think of the fantastic
0: four because oh, like saying.
1: like if you were to show people just like a photo of sue johnny and and reed they'd be like i don't know some fucking comic book i don't know but if the, the thing is there they're like oh yeah no yeah that's the fantastic yeah, four
0: that's so true yeah he's the iconic image if anything of it he is yeah. kind of the poster boy just because he's like stuck looking that way yeah, yeah same thing with johnny once he's flamed on too though you know? yeah but um you know, I was pretty surprised by this comic I kind of mentioned to you earlier. I, to start it, I was like, a comic, or, you know, a thing in Human Torch solo story. I mm-hmm. was like, but I mean, walking into it, not totally knowing what it's going to be about. Um, I was genuinely pretty surprised by it. And luckily, I had read enough of Secret Wars and things that went mm-hmm. on through that to understand kind of what they're going through. No, definitely. Through yeah. this story, for sure, too, which it's, I think helped I think, out a ton. I think that's you know?
1: very necessary for this story. It's, Absolutely. It's very mired in a lot of um what came before and what's literally coming next Absolutely. you know what i mean um but yeah it's 12 issues and an annual um they came out
0: i loved the annual by the way
1: though Dude, the I mean... annual might be the highlight of this whole thing mm-hmm. um when do you know when it came out do you have it pulled up by no, any no, no, no. chance let's take yeah you can Let
0: me look it up. figure that out real quick
1: Okay, so it came out between the years of 2018 and 19. Um, so it's fairly recent.
0: Oh, yeah, it's real new.
1: Yeah. Um, it started out being promoted because of Jim Chung's artwork, first and foremost. But literally, I think two issues in, um, DC kind of poached Jim Chung a oh, little shit. bit and put him on, uh, I think, I think the Justice League. Oh, okay. So, you know, whenever you're asked, like, hey, do you want to draw you know just half of the fantastic four or the justice league you kind of
0: you're going to pick the justice league yeah, probably yeah and you to yeah. do a, a half yeah, arc of the fantastic four or the best team that comes from dc yeah
1: but not even like
0: the whole fantastic four just yeah.
1: the two oh that's true. you know what I mean? half of half yeah <laughs> um i mean one thing that the beginning half of this book has going for it is that it includes a lot of um infamous iron man at mm-hmm. this point um, and it's the infamous Iron Man. So it's it's Victor, it's von Victor Doom, von
0: Iron Man. Yeah. yeah,
1: in the Iron Man suit, which
0: is such a great, you know, it's such a great uh, concept. Concept, and I love it. You know, you and me, I'm a huge Superior Spider-Man fan, and so I like oh, that. Yeah. I like that villain trying to do better, kind of you know story concept. Mm-hmm. And I think those two in particular, Victor von Doom and uh, you know, Otto Octavius, are such perfect candidates to be who would be that because they're they're men of science you know what i mean so at the end of the day they should have some kind of empathy or moral (laughs) compass somewhere in there and that would want them to do good you know
1: but not only that they have like the uh idea of of moving uh humanity forward society forward with through science obviously Mm -hmm. um but yeah it's it's uh it's von doom um and so he comes in and out of the first few issues he's like the focal point of the annual. Mm -hmm. Um, And then he is just in the first issue of the second half, the issue seven. Um, How did you feel about the first arc where we go to, oh, there's a race car motorcycle as fucking Johnny storm racing (laughs) through the neighborhood. Um, How did you feel about the first half of this story where we're in a world that where (laughs) doom has, become From galactus, galactus and eaten i was telling everything.
0: somebody ab- about at work about this because really? i thought it was such a kind of a neat idea for them to yeah have that universe exactly where you know he combined we have this super depressed reed richards who's just lo- you know he's lost everything because doom has <laughs> combined with galactus and then gone around and eaten everything else in the universe but the planet earth Mm -hmm. including our sun so to the point that the silver surfer had to give johnny storm his cosmic power and so he's just out there being the sun for the planet everything about that was just so cool and like you know what i mean i was like this that's a that's a fun idea that i like that in spite of secret wars they still were like well we're still gonna kind of do some multiverse stuff and have these like standalone universes where we can do some fun ass shit like this you know what i mean and so i thought that was like a very uh very neat, uh, Chips Zdarsky kind of idea for sure. You know what I mean? Of like, yeah. Uh... Yeah, um, something so so epic you know that can be so contained though you know exactly yeah. and, and be taken away from it but beyond that what did you think of the battle world <laughs> oh, to yeah. get on, um, not to jump too far into it but i was very surprised that uh we got something so directly from secret wars you know what i mean like yeah. that they went back to just battle world you know well,
1: what I mean? the the idea of johnny storm being the sun i believe that was also in secret wars. is it i think uh hickman had that same idea where but i don't think it was more I think it was less Johnny's uh, volunteering to be the son. I yeah. think Doom just made, made him, him the do sun. it. Yeah. Um, but Battle World was a little harder for me. Um, the Mad Thinker like section of mm-hmm. the story, where it's kind of the the constant thread throughout the first half and the second mm-hmm. half, where he's just like, I have to fill the the, the void that that Reed has left. Um, I felt like that was. It, was, it wasn't rough, it was just, I, I wanted something bigger and cooler. And to
0: be that main thread that that transcended yeah. both arcs, really, yeah.
1: And I mean, I, I understand that Zdarsky really had to play inside of a box, mm-hmm. because he knew that, you know, the Fantastic Four were truly Gonna coming, back. coming yeah. back, and not under him by Dan Slot. and so he had to kind of dance around like, well, what can I do? With these two boys, that isn't going to upend too much.
0: Yeah, you know. Do you feel like it was like too abrupt of a comeback in the end? Like,
1: I think if you were also reading Dan Slott's Fantastic Four, like right there, whenever issue nine or or eight of this series came out, it'd be more seamless. I think it would make more sense, but I haven't read
0: that, Yeah. so it was. It did feel a like jarring, right? Yeah. And that it was just like they're oh they're but they're back now. Yeah. <laughs>
1: No, yeah. I mean, one thing that you mentioned that Zadarsky did was, you know, this whole multiverse thing. But he he actually does that a lot mm-hmm. in the other books. He did that in his Peter Parker Spider Man run, and then he did it in. Oh, uh, uh, let me think.
0: Do you feel like he's almost like a like an older Marvel writer in that sense of like wanting to like oh. have that ability to like write. All these different universes all the time versus just trying to have like a you know more like a Frank Miller story, which is so grounded and like a, mm. this is this is real. This is what would happen to this character. Where yeah. I feel like Chips Zadar is the whole other end of that spectrum. Where he's well, like, I think let's he- fucking jump. Around. Let's let's see this character, but. With Captain America's mask on, you know, yeah. acting like a total jackass. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Well, that's...
1: Yeah, I mean, he's always poking fun at, at Pete. S- Spider-Man, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> um, oh, well, obviously, he did it with uh, fucking Life Story, mm-hmm. and then he did it with uh, Howard the Duck, too. Mm-hmm. But, like, the multiverse thing. Um, exactly. I mean, he obviously can play in all fields. Like, he'll he'll do something jokey and fun, like like uh, most of the issues of, of Howard, but then he'll also... Like he is doing the Frank Miller thing with Daredevil right now. I guess that is true. So it he's just a great guy, I think. He's he he really needs how to do this shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um and it's so funny because he kind of broke into comics as an artist for sex criminals. You know what I mean? That's where he really got it in. Yeah, where that
0: name became like
1: a household name. Exactly. Um he says in interviews that Zidar- Chip, because that's a pseudonym. That's like not his.
0: Yeah, that's not his real name. Yeah,
1: his name is Stephen Murray, but he created Chip Zadarsky when he was working at the newspaper in wherever he's from, Canada or something, um, as like a reason or in a, a way where he can be, you know, goofy and stupid and not have it reflect himself. On, on his actual work you know trying to move forward
0: and i think having that kind of persona is almost like smart or like necessary to you know and you see it you're you're starting to see it more and more in the comic book world i feel like where people are like having like a a pseudonym a pseudonym that they go by versus just their true name exactly for sure
1: um how did you feel about um uh let me remember (laughs) i mean there's a lot to 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 parse in this book. I love It wasn't nearly
0: as much to digest as Black Panther was oh, last true. week, I felt like, but it was still, <laughs> no, a lot went on, and I was, mm-hmm. and at first I was worried that it was gonna exactly, I thought we were gonna get like a multiverse, a different universe every issue there yeah. for a second, and I was like, "Who this is gonna be a lot. So I liked that it slowed, it did take its time to slow down and yeah. enjoy each kind of reality we got a whole lot, you
1: know? How did you feel about in the first reality that we kind of sink our teeth into, Um, the whole, like, shield uh, well, superhero. I was like, gonna
0: say that was one of my favorite first, you know, the first things I was like, oh, that looks so cool. <clears throat> she Hulk and Wolverine standing there in like shield uniforms. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like what if the Sokovia Accords were a full success and every hero yeah. just truly accepted to fall under the, you know, government mantle. Um, but I thought it was neat to get to see, yeah, they didn't, you know, it was like more and more as you read through you got to see all these different characters and they're like shield versions of their costume.
1: I noticed that there was two Thors. We had both male and female Thor in there and I was like, damn, that's, that's pretty sick. Mm-hmm. This, this world kind of rules.
0: Yeah. It's, it's kind of like a queer. If only it didn't totally suck outside <laughs> yeah. the planet earth.
1: Right. And, and, you know, thinking about that universe and then seeing all the superheroes that do still exist, mm-hmm. it made me think like. I wonder how they take this because like Thor must very much miss, you know, Asgard and and being able to fly out in space and shit. You know what I mean? It'd be
0: kind of cool to get to see some stories from the heroes of that universe Mm -hmm. and see how they're dealing with uh, just the empty. Well, I guess now they'd be fine because, you know, Emma, Emma Frost, you know, fixed everything. But how did you feel about that battle? I thought that was I thought that was crazy that Emma Frost was not only married to the humanized Silver Surfer and that, uh-huh. but those were the two people they had to go ask for help. You know, just everything about I was like, what is happening right now?
1: <laughs> That's true. Um, I mean, in this world, they must be like the most powerful guys. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: And so, um, I was pretty surprised that she was like the hero of choice. But it, I mean, it's like they need someone who has that a uh, mental capability. That mental capability, yeah. yeah, exactly. And she is one of the most powerful psychic mutants there is. You know, it's pretty yeah. much across the board. Anything you read, she is. Held to that kind of tear so or her daughters, you know.
1: Yeah, I think she's. I think because like she she's also played as like a, um, like a surprise twist card in yeah. um Old Man Logan as well. You know what I mean in the the original right. comic because she goes and or he goes and visits her and and she you know she's ha- she has to put up that front where like she looks one way in mm-hmm. reality but she shows herself to everybody else another way. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I like. I like the um, surprise use of her a lot yeah. of the time.
0: Well, shit, she convinced a bunch of people for several comic book issues that uh, Cyclops was alive when he wasn't, you know? Oh, so true. She's Isn't... just the queen of tricks, you Fuck. know, when you think about that was, it.
1: That uh, Inhumans versus X-Men. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jesus, that's crazy. Um, let's see, what else can we talk about? I mean, I, I'm trying to stick with the first half of this book. Yeah, no, right I totally now. understand.
0: What did you think about, uh, like, the motivations for our characters like did how did you feel when ben lied to johnny about like you know everyone's still being alive like do you feel like that's like a a ben grim grim thing to do
1: yeah kind of i mean ben's like it kind of characterizes him as not being able to think too quickly on his feet to where he's he's very susceptible to like stumbling into having a situation
0: like that like continue
1: a lie like that um yeah, I mean it's it it makes a lot of sense. And uh, this book, when you first start reading it, you really don't know what you're supposed to take from it. Like you're really supposed to believe, like, hey, you know, the Fantastic Four are dead, the kids are dead, you know, like, yeah, they're not coming back. And but at the same time, you know that they still exist yeah. in the Marvel universe afterwards. So it's like, where is this really going? You know, that is true. Did you anticipate that this story would tell exactly how they come back?
0: I thought it would have a little bit more of an explanation since it was so, yeah, you know, involved in them being gone and them being yeah. looked for. I thought it, we would have a little bit more of an explanation on how exactly they came back in to- totality.
1: Do you feel like but, th- if we had seen like uh um, It's
0: like that could have been what the annual could have been. You know what I mean? Yeah. The annual could have been, oh, well, let's just really quickly explain how they ended up back in the universe, you know? But True um i mean once you said you said it's out there it's in the fantastic four so it's just like the the marvel curse of well if you need the full story you also got to read this and yeah. probably also read this i'm sure there was <laughs> infamous uh iron man issues that probably had something to do with some of this going on at some yeah. point you know what i mean
1: um i mean the infamous iron man story is uh i uh, mostly in my opinion a whoopsie yeah. of a series really yeah i thought it was cool it looks cool. It's you know, mostly Alex Mayleave all the way up and down. Um it's just very inconsequential.
0: It just yeah, it just doesn't matter. It's yeah.
1: what it is. At the at the end of the day it's like, yeah, he was Von Doom was Iron Man for a while. And you know I love Doctor Doom. Like he's one of my favorite characters. And it's just like yeah, it looks great and it's dope, um, but the ending is such a bummer because it's literally you know, we see him as like you know, handsome, not scarred doom. Yeah. And at the end of the book, it literally has to show you that Mephisto grabs him by the face and or destroys, like, his, destroys face again. his face
0: again. Yeah. So it's, it's like, like the Deadpool curse. He can never actually be pretty anymore. <laughs> exactly. And so it's like, it's,
1: it's literally just Bendis like, okay, well I got to tell my story time to put the toys back exactly in the packaging. Like, like, <laughs> like they, I got them. In, you know what I mean? And so it's just like, fuck. Like, That's
0: such an accurate, you know, like, yeah.
1: I think even he says that. Like, yeah. yeah, it's just I get to play with the toys, but sometimes I have to put them back the way they were. They, the
0: way they came. Yeah. They can't they can't be changed by the end of it. <laughs> yeah.
1: And so, I mean, that's that's the big curse about, you know, the big two is mm-hmm. that we always have to say, okay, well, yeah, sure, that did happen. But in the end, it didn't have so much of an effect. You and know I, mean, I mean, we
0: could kind of say the same for this this, this book. Because yeah. I mean we even go through a lot of like them losing their powers and having mm-hmm. and losing their family and a lot and all this loss, and by the end of it it's like, oh well, nah, it was all just like a temporary thing, you know. Yeah. So um
1: I did okay, so the last two issues yeah. are not so directly tied with the I guess we can call it the battle world arc. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the battle. It's world
0: essentially arc. three little parts because it's yeah. well, even four, if you want to count, before they leave to actually start mm-hmm. traveling. The first universe we do, the battle world universe, and then that little cleanup arc where they actually come back and have to with,
1: a- with, apologize. With the, uh, the annual right in the middle. Yeah, with which the annual let's, is let's talk the about the
0: annual. Let's talk about the annual.
1: I think, like I said, the highlight of the story. I loved it. Honestly. This was uh, the one drawn by Declan Shalvey.
0: But I think that makes, shows how much we kind of wanted more. Infamous Doom, Iron Man in, yeah. or in this story, yeah. I
1: think it can be argued that Zdarsky might have done this, uh, you know, infamous Iron Man better than Brian Michael Bendis, in my opinion, at least. Because this this annual is fucking dope. We go to a universe where Doom has seemingly just killed the Fantastic Four, mm-hmm. and what's what's the line he says like oh this is unexpected but not unwelcome yeah that's what the like the still evil doom says but not unwelcome as (laughs) the thing and and victor walk into his lair um and then we see a lot of flashbacks of of victor and his dad um i guess training with a bow staff for some reason yeah i mean i don't know how much of that is (laughs) anchored, anchored in in continuity um but then yeah they they go ahead and they they fight like bear the two dooms and
0: one fucked up face and one beautiful (laughs) how did you
1: feel about the art in this this issue
0: i liked it a lot and i liked that it jumped around from when it was the past and when it was the present to kind of give you that feeling of like memory versus like you know the current time Mm -hmm. um a lot you know what i mean like i really liked this very iron fist kind of looking art style for a lot of the memories you know um, but yeah, and once again, I feel like it really just shows how much we we loved having Doom in the uh, in this story and wanted just a little bit more of him because uh, I like a lot of his banter with Ben and that whole part where well, he's basically only like busting his nuts the whole time yeah. about what he's even out there doing right now. True. You know,
1: so but not only that, we see he. He accidentally enters a gateway into the Council of Reeds.
0: Oh, and yeah, we get, well, to see, the reborn. we get to see the second generation of the Council of Reeds, once again, making me very happy I read Illuminati and Secret Wars and, and all of those and things. And Hickman's in, uh, yeah. FF, yeah. And FF, yeah, so that I could understand that better. Um, but yeah, it, and, and we see
1: him in there communicating with the Reeds, and they're basically like, you know, this is a way that we can try to reform or... Uh, What's the word like rehabilitate like mm-hmm. and he, those those who have done wrong and and doom especially you know yeah. what I mean and so I just thought that that was so cool it's just like um and I mean it's just I love all of
0: that. <laughs> I thought it was kind of crazy that they're doing a second council of Reeds because how fucked that got the first time you yeah. know what I mean it's like you really think this is a good idea guys y'all kind of dropped the ball on this pretty hard the first time <laughs> but I feel uh, like Hickman. even this story shows that Reed Richards isn't the best at making. Just solo decisions sometimes yeah. you know what I no, mean he tends to true. not think about others you know mm-hmm. the most and rather than the most logical decision to make you know so uh, I think a council of reads is kind of a silly it needs to be like a council of reads with one Johnny or one Ben or something <laughs> you know what I mean how about a council of reads and sues or like, yeah and sues or just and someone else yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: um, let's take a quick break and then when we come back we'll uh, we'll continue on we'll chat it up Welcome back to Watches the Watchers. We're still talking about Marvel 2-in-1 by Chipper Zdarsky. Um Let's talk about the annual a little bit more. Um, there is... Uh, I mean, the art is just beautiful. Declan is, I think, one of the most um, underrated artists still working today in the big two. Oh, yeah? I think he typically works for Marvel just because... I think some people see it, his art and think it's a little too sketchy. I guess because you know it, there there's house styles that yeah. the, that obviously they try to cultivate. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think Valerio Skitty falls into that that house style a little bit, but his art is dope. Yeah. Like a lot of the. The um the doomed world, the first arc is yeah. is skiddy.
0: I was like, I liked a lot of the art in this mm-hmm. a ton. You know what I mean? And once again I liked the annual art simply because I really liked it to have that kind of transition from like exactly your kind of standard mm-hmm. new world digital Comic yeah. book art style to like that more old school, kind of grittier. Yeah. Um very yeah, or like more cartoonist. More cartoonist esque. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like something you'd see exactly in like a newspaper comic, yeah. you know, kind of style.
1: Um but yeah, his his is very reminiscent of uh I think our time that we spent with Vision oh, with yeah. uh, you know, Michael Walsh and um confused for a second uh
0: walter yeah. walter. Gabriel walter gabriel walter
1: yeah i mean his art is it fits in that kind of you know range of of like kind of like you can feel the textile on mm-hmm. the art you know what i mean absolutely and i really love that kind of stuff that's the kind of stuff that i try to feel out whenever i'm drawing a lot of the time like it it feels like marker on paper yeah. you know what i mean it feels real <laughs> <laughs> exactly um but i love Skitty's art a lot um I found it jarring whenever it jumped back into Jim Chung. Oh, really? Yeah. Cause like the first two issue are Jim Chung and it's them kind of coming together. Yeah. We see Peter for a little bit in a tux. Um, and then the second issue is them on monster Island where mm-hmm. doom accidentally becomes the the leader of the, ambassador of, yeah. of the new, uh, monsters. um, and that's all Jim Chung stuff, but then when we're living with Skitty for a, little, a couple of issues, we suddenly go back into Jim Chung for, like, the big final battle with Galactus Doom. Yeah. Where, you know, the thing grows giant to throw a couple of punches, and then eventually um, Emma becomes the life bringer. Yeah. Um, I, I I didn't like—I love Jim Chung, and I love Skitty. I love Valeria Skitty, but I didn't like that the we had to game. flip-flop <laughs> between the two of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it felt— jarring in my opinion um especially reading this back to back to back you yeah know? and
0: i mean and i prefer a consistent art style or at least artist through you would like an, to an try yeah. yeah if you can simply you know i mean that's why i thought it was so great you know during the black panther when we talked about how mm-hmm. they you could tell that artist basically tried to yeah. keep it consistent martin you know Burrow. what i mean yeah martin Bro did his best to like draw the styles that the story had already been drawn in yeah so there, there wasn't that jarring yeah, transition jumped, yeah, yeah, yeah of like oh this is not even the same book now. Because it doesn't yeah. sometimes it doesn't matter how consistent the story itself is. If the artwork changes too aggressively, it doesn't feel like the same thing. Exactly. You know? Yeah. That's the crazy thing about comics. You know, it really the art matters that hard mm-hmm. to where it can make the whole story feel like something completely different if it's That's drawn why I, too I re- drastically different.
1: I really appreciate, you know, issue seven from Vision where it goes to Michael Walsh's art or, mm-hmm. or the the uh the annual, in this case, when it jumps to to Declan, you know, yeah,
0: um, but it's different, but it's not so jarring that it's like, you know, yeah, <laughs> and it's it's and it's different in a way that's actually like uh, fresh. Exactly, I guess is even what I would argue.
1: Um, but there's a, a theme that's kind of introduced in the the um, annual that we follow up later. I think in the second to last issue, which is that. Um, you know, Reed has been traveling the multiverse and he has met a doom that he was able to become good friends with. Mm-hmm.
0: And that actually gets mentioned by a different Reed that becomes, in that, the council earlier, isn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah, that he, you know, that's what they're essentially looking for exactly. is a positive re or uh victor. Yeah. Exactly. And so,
1: um, it's, it's, it's the idea of like the two of them working together. It, plays on that a lot because it plays on that in the first arc as well whenever you we see the depressed uh reed Mm -hmm. working with the infamous iron man doom where there reads like imagine what we could have gotten together together if we had worked together like this you know because they're trying to fight the galactic it's a big theme through the story
0: is like what if victor just would have been good you know mm-hmm. what if he's not even just trying to be good what if he just could have been good from the start and how much of a difference it could have
1: made i mean and that's that's one theme that is i'm just now realizing a, a secret flower bud beneath everything is that doom is struggling with identity throughout all of this even yeah. when he's absent you know what i mean? Because. We see him, he's Iron Man. Mm -hmm. We go to the first universe, he's Galactus. You know, we go to the universe where he's fighting himself and he's struggling with like his parental like guidance that he got from his father and, and having to understand like who am I as a
0: person what race am I compared to the the beggar you yeah. know what I mean stuff like that literally only Chip Zdarsky could take a book about the thing and Johnny Storm and make it a deep <laughs> look into the psychology of Victor Von Doom yeah, yeah. no I mean and it's beautiful yeah. it's
1: I, I think that that's one of the reasons why Chip decided to do this book was not only did he love the Fantastic Four but he definitely loves doom and i think that that's very apparent in
0: yeah it. absolutely because this does not cast doom in a negative light it does a great job of still making him the villain that he is even mm-hmm. the infamous you know iron man. iron man who's yeah. you know very much an anti-hero um but still drawn in a way that like makes him very enthralling it makes yeah. you want you're like i, I kind of like doom you know like even, I, even
1: galactus doom did it for the good of the the
0: people the yeah <laughs> He does well, it
1: like it, he did it for his his, his own the power. arrogance,
0: yeah. <laughs> but he did it to protect Earth at the same time, yeah, yeah. for glory, but to protect the planet. And, but so. it's it's not until we get the
1: issue where it's the second to last issue, and then we'll we'll talk about this mm-hmm. issue, and then we'll talk about Battle World. Um, but the second to last issue where <clears throat> Reed takes the thing to go meet the Victor Von Doom that didn't have to compete with Reed Richards, yeah, and how he became a. Very good guy, a decent guy, a guy that you know. Reed and 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 Doom has had multiple dinners together. You know yeah. what I mean? And this is our Reed from the six. Yeah, this is
0: our personal Reed who's managed yeah. to find a Victor von Doom exactly who didn't have to deal with his competition with mm-hmm. Reed Richards essentially, and so he's become a, I guess, a force for good through yeah. that. You know what I mean? What Johnny's like a race car driver. I forgot what all he says. um Just CFO. Was, yeah, it's like a like CFO startup company. Yeah. And
1: then what does the thing do? He's a pilot. Oh, he's, he's a, a pilot. Commercial airline pilot <laughs> like or something. Commercial like. airline pilot. Yeah. I mean, they all went on to, to do their own do things. Do normal
0: things. I think them.
1: Johnny was an actor in that universe. That's what it is. Yeah,
0: yeah that's right. He's a famous, <laughs> he's a pretty famous actor. And yeah. that kind of makes sense because I feel like for that universe, then maybe Victor Von Doom. Is the Fantastic Four? True. If that makes sense, he is the representation of that hero group. Just in himself, he was able to know? fill the
1: void that the Mad Thinker couldn't.
0: Exactly. <laughs> That's
1: so weird to think about. Um, how did you feel? Because now let's talk about Battle World, where yeah. they lose their powers. How did you feel? The idea that they're all all of their powers are intrinsically connected, and without the other, they can't really have the power.
0: So where that became like a curiosity for me was that when we find out that Reed and Sue have just been going and fucking around with the kids but in spite of being caught in all kinds of danger were they also kind of losing that's, their powers That's a kind bit? of the idea that that Sue says was like hey we realized we can't
1: be without you guys we're yeah. losing our power. You okay know?
0: so yeah it, 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 exactly. so much <laughs> of that was I feel like either explained in the Fantastic Four's half of these things or yeah it's just kind of very shortly explained of yeah. like it was this situation because at the point that we they finally meet back up again, it's not like they're losing their powers, they have lost their powers, yeah, you know. They're, so they're just normal ass dudes. So it's like, as Reed and Sue also reached that point of like being completely powerless, and that's why I they so. so desperately come back in that moment. It's like, they're like, oh shit, we really can no longer be apart anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, i don't know it's like it's always good it's good to get to see ben Grimm get to be ben Grimm for yeah. a little while and not have to be the thing anymore you yeah know? so which
1: i've been reading the uh i think i'm in 1964 right now i've been oh. rereading like the back the back issues of like pre like from the beginning yeah this Fantastic is, is
0: what you've been doing yeah. media
1: wise outside of this <laughs> um but, um, yeah, I mean, the thing, he kind of changes back for a couple of panels here and there, like, suddenly Reed will just inject him with something, and then he'll be banned for a couple of panels, and then he'll, like, slowly
0: turn back into the
1: thing. But it's it's always just for some sort of, like, slight plot issue
0: or yeah. something. But um, I'm not gonna lie, I really liked kind of the journey that johnny goes on throughout this story a Mm -hmm. little bit because you know he starts off obviously like a man on the edge you know Mm -hmm. trying to kill himself and then by the time we reach the battle world i mean everything has come out that they're dead you know well they're they're dead (laughs) that's the
1: idea yeah uh uh rancha and uh uh, doom kind Mm -hmm. of tell him like hey no they're dead like
0: it's implied that like yeah and so he you know he kind of goes through this like you know, though he's kind of manic throughout the whole first mm-hmm. half. And so when it really finally, I feel like he kind of always knew. And so when it finally comes out, I really like that that conflict between him and Ben mm-hmm. um, of him just being like, you know, you lied to me. You know, we're done. You know, we're stuck in this universe. I just, but I don't want anything to do with you. You know yeah. what I mean? And so um, I liked the fact that they kind of have to overcome all of that just as themselves versus like, well, all that's going on. But let's also fight this big monster really quick. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> Um, no, I mean, I really like that a
1: lot. I like that Ben kind of felt comfortable in that universe, yeah, you know what kind I mean?
0: Of, yeah, got into the whole, uh, fake identities that they create for themselves. Yeah.
1: Um, how do you feel about, uh, Rachna Cole? Yeah, that's, she
0: was created, obviously,
1: just for this. correct? Yeah, she was created for this book. Um, I don't think she's really shown up since. Ever since, yeah. Um, but I liked... Her whole kind of thing where she's just able to, like, break into the biology of humans or superhumans. Meta-humans, yeah. And, like, try to either help them with their powers or give them powers in some sort of way because then it's revealed that when she helps the mad thinker it was gloves you know much like her own glove you know what I mean that's so true and so I I like that idea a lot we see Hydro Man Mm -hmm. and he actually puts up a pretty good fight against Hercules Mm -hmm. this
0: this book's fucking good yeah I mean it's got a lot going on like when you
1: put it down on paper it's like oh issue three we see or was it issue three it was issue two or three no it was it was three. Um, we see them meet up with Hercules, yeah. and they go to meet Ranchna, and he's and... like
0: drinking non-alcoholic beer, <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. And they uh, they fight Hydro Man because she's helping him like uncover get his powers yeah, back, yeah. get
0: his powers back.
1: How did you feel about her whole kind of arc where she's like? Trying to help her sister, or like, because she has a sister that's that's gone. comatose. Yes, essentially, yeah. yeah. And she's trying to find like a substitute body, but it, I guess it can only be done in her own. Like her sister, she yeah. has to like. Exactly.
0: It's kind of it's kind yeah. of a little weak. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And the and, uh, or, and a little too convenient that it kind of gets put into her hands of like we get to travel a bunch of different universes and she's like oh well this is literally the one thing that could actually fix this for me yeah. you know what I mean so. Um, but I mean, she had to have some kind of motivation to go with them or, you know, yeah. do, do it with them, you know? And I think so, that
1: she is, if, if you want to count her as a villain in this book, I think she's a, a decent villain sense. for this kind of piece or that she's the story only, needs.
0: I don't want to call her like the Judas of the story, but in a sense, she's like that. She's the one mm-hmm. that's like intentionally betraying our characters all the way up until the end where they have that turn of the coin, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Turn of the hat. And they're like, oh, well, I guess I'll be good. Yeah. You know? So, um... And I, and what was hilarious is literally when everybody was like in the 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 hospital room with mm-hmm. her sister, like when you thought you know he's gonna you know, the mole man's gonna kill her, I was like I'm sure Reed Richards is just kind of fixed his <laughs> sister, and then sure enough he was like I've got to get to work fixing her sister right now. I was yeah. like see like the, what's a coma to Reed Richards, you know like <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: and you would think what's a coma to her? She fixes people's biology.
1: I guess that's why she's working on it all the time is like she she works on it first and foremost to like get the money because yeah. like it costs a lot of money. Um but I think she's also trying that's probably she's why trying to she's, solve it. Yeah. yeah she's studied so much into the biology of everything. Maybe she was trying to clone yeah. her sister and then put the brain in, in her the new clone exactly. or some
0: shit. make create a new body. Yeah. Create find a superpower that maybe had the ability to heal her sister. You know, exactly. Yeah. It's kind of a bummer that she has almost like a very uh that's like a crazy power set to be mm-hmm. able to like fix or like enhance Superheroes. yeah, superheroes yeah. or you know villains like that. So it's, it's a bummer we probably won't see much of her. Yeah, moving past this, you know what I mean? Because she's said an interesting character with a very interesting character design that could yeah. have a like me mean, could be used in all kinds. Of, I feel like she's gonna be one of those things. They're gonna be like, well, let's do, you know, Chip Zdorsky, uh X Men versus fucking whatever, and then she'll show up to be like that secret, you know, yeah. tool to enhance one side or the other, you know, so.
1: I think he did a mini where it was X-Men and Fantastic Four. Really? Now that you say that and I, that would be so fucking cool she if she showed it. up in there, but I I highly doubt it. Yeah, but you get my point. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> um but let's talk about Battleworld. Um the second half of this book, we go to Battleworld. It's a different universe where they say that oh there's a re or she says cuz she's kind of like the mul- multiverse guide. Yeah. She's like I know how to work this thing. I'll take you guys where we need to go.
0: She's the she becomes the brains of the operation, yeah. essentially.
1: And her sister is like a Goliath in this universe. Oh which yeah,
0: Doom kills.
1: I'm pretty sure. Is it Doom? I think it's Doom. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Doom um, that kills her. And she's like, "No, this ruins everything." And then so Doom and her exit the book for almost the whole rest of the book in issue seven. And so, um, we find out that there's this arena that's led by fucking King Peter Parker yeah. <laughs> wearing a fucking hybrid Peter Parker Captain America mask and he's like bat
0: shit crazy let
1: himself go i wonder what happened to this motherfucker yeah, in this universe i know
0: right do you think it was like Peter Parker got just left behind in Battle World, like with no one. I don't end. think it's
1: literally Battle World. I think it's just a post-apocalyptic world where
0: they have an arena <coughs> that they call that they Battle call World. Battle. Yeah,
1: because we see it's it's very reminiscent of um, Old Man Logan, where like there's still diners and yeah. like people with radio stations and shit. Because we see the radio all the time,
0: and he's almost like something that people are like, "Oh, gotta avoid the spider" in that like mm-hmm. part of the country you yeah. know what i mean it's almost and they like have mad terror. max cars and shit yeah so it's, yeah it's very mad max I mean, yeah old man logan-esque i guess that's so true um but, let's yeah. hypothesize i on, wish on they would have driven i, I wish they could have had more fun with that in the sense that i feel like we kind of just got you know like we get him and Stephen strange but then Stephen strange is like gone kind of that fast so yeah. you think he would have had some kind of other like accomplices like they could have thrown in some other like fun d or c rate characters that they like, say that
1: on the radio they say that uh moon knight is yeah fighting it's someone. C,
0: exactly like we couldn't have seen yeah moon knight now nah fighting it out or like as like a right hand you know bodyguard to Mm. the spider or something like there could have been a lot more fun i feel like uh
1: definitely i feel like the monsters that they fought could have been like a giant venom or like you know just other like marvel things
0: exactly because they feel like they did that with the first universe where Mm -hmm. we got to get to see everybody in their uh in the shield SHIELD uniforms exactly so
1: i love that synonymous like where they're all kind of matching like oh that looks so good in the shield universe or the fucking doom galactus universe so, yeah, um, but
0: go back to it. What do you think would drive Peter Parker to be... I think he like, has Like a cynical... Because to... it's like, he's not even necessarily, like, <coughs> evil. I mean, he's evil, but he's, like, you know, he's more of just, like... Maybe... What's the character from Thor? I keep wanting to call him the Collector, but that's not what it is. He's oh, the, from Ragnarok? Yeah, it's um, the, the, Grandmaster. The, grand, like the Grandmaster. He's kind of like the Grandmaster. He's more of, like, having fun with it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? To him, it's like a big game, you know? Yeah. So, it's like, what would push Peter Parker to have to you know think of people's like ditch lives all of, the of games. his morals yeah.
1: and um I think he has to lose everyone so I think Aunt May um and Mary Jane are gone um and maybe he's like uh Otto where he just got hit in the head way too many fucking times mm-hmm.
0: yeah what if he was like a a compet a trapped competitor in this battle oh, world, and shit. it's just after and he fell years, in love with the game, he f- and just won the game, became the champion of the game, and exactly fell in love with it, and has just become so blind <laughs> to any reality outside the game. You yeah, know, that would explain why he let himself go. He's mm-hmm. very, he's like flubby and weird. Oh god! <laughs> but he has just become like yeah, exactly, like taken over the, as the grand master essentially. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah, I mean. Boy, howdy! Mm-hmm. Um, we spend a lot of time here with uh, Ben and and Johnny mm-hmm. as normal humans, and then we see the Mad Thinker. He's figured out some way to get here into this universe, and sure,
0: we don't get a, well. he gets the multisect; I, uh, he the, steals it from. Uh, Rock in his lab is what it is, isn't it? Is, is it? Because then they yeah. say later that the multi-select was destroyed in the Peter in, Parker book. In a different book. B- be it book, but I believe that's the, what she explains. Is she's like, the mad thinker. That's when she shows up again. She's oh. like, the mad thinker broke in my lab and stole the multi-select. I swear to God, I was going to come back for you. Yeah, or like when that's she got, the got there, yeah. yeah, he was just already in her lab fucking around. Well, because
1: he wanted the powers. Yeah. And so he gets three nobodies. He got nobodies. He gets three nobodies to be his his uh other members of his Fantastic Four.
0: Goodfire. I remember that one. Godfire, I think. I think it was just. I think it was Goodfire. I think it's Godfire. All right now, I want to find out. Let's find out. Yeah, I don't remember any other names. <laughs> uh, well, no, literally the girl was just called Smash. Oh I yeah, thought that was funny too. She was actually kind of cool. Yeah, she's like a big golden. I like that he called her a big trophy. Yeah, because I thought that's what she kind of looked like. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like an award trophy. Yeah, yeah. exactly find out what these fuckers and made. i'm working on it oh yeah like it's right here uh good fire it is good fire it's yeah. too sh- damn it's good fire good fire okay. that was honestly one of my favorite parts where she's like let's see whose fire is better and we just get fucking johnny storm going flame off and yeah. he just takes her fire from her yeah. what a fucking cool power of johnny storms <laughs> and can he do shit like that to other fire heroes
1: yeah i guess he controls any nearby fire he's like pyro
0: he'll, yeah it, and just take it and it makes me so curious but like could like You know, sunspot and sun, you know. uh, I think, yeah. I think you could probably. But, like, I'm wondering how powerful they are to, like, repel it, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, how much they could, like, resist his ability to just, like, pull their fire, their heat from them, you know?
1: I think the idea, if you were to be a writer and you had to write that fight, I think you'd have to lean on the idea that the Fantastic Four have come up against much bigger threats than Sunfire or
0: Sunspot or Pyro. Really, Johnny Storm's just a fire hero on a tier above any other fire hero,
1: really. And so I think if he were to be a a mutant, I think he would be an Omega-level mutant. You know what I mean? Wasn't there something that teased
0: about him being a mutant? I don't know. I don't know what I'm thinking about. Um, I mean, I know, obviously, how they got their powers, but... There's just been all kinds of you know crazy shit. I just know there was a while he was helping the X-Men, isn't there? There's a No, hall. he
1: was with the Inhumans. Mm. Yeah. So Johnny Storm. That's what I'm thinking about. For a period, yeah, was working with the Inhumans while the Thing was flying the Milano yeah. for the Guardians of the Galaxy. That's right. That's what I'm thinking that about. That team was fucking bonkers. Yeah. That, that... was Kitty Pride as Star-Lord. <laughs> that was... Um, Agent Venom as Venom Space Knight, yeah, and then uh the thing was their pilot, yeah, uh, their rocket. It's just crazy.
0: um that, I mean, that's a team I feel like you can have that kind of fun with, though. More so, where with I feel the like, Guardians, yeah, yeah, the Guardians of the Galaxy. Where I, I definitely. I agree. feel like a, Avengers and Fantastic Four have a little bit more of like a cookie cutter shape that they're always going to need to fit into. Uh, yeah. The Guardians is something you can be like, oh, they're going to be going around space. Let's just put this person on it for a minute. I yeah. I mean, that's how they revitalized
1: the book when Brian Michael Bendis got on it. They put fucking Iron Man yeah. on the team and then they put the newly like acquired uh Angela from the Spawn universe on the team. So it's like, oh, I guess anything goes. We yeah. can put
0: whoever whoever works for I mean,
1: but that's that's how the movie version of the team was too. Dan Dan Abnett, he He's British, so like a lot of his exposure to Marvel was the UK reprints. Okay, and so he would just buy their collected space stories, and so Rocket Raccoon was in there, yeah, and because that was when Hulk went to space, and then Groot was in there because Groot's a monster from space, and these Star Lord stories from that no one gave a shit from you know the the fucking seventies were lumped in these stories. So whenever Dan Abnett was like. You know, I want to do Guardians of the Galaxy, but I'll do my Guardians of the Galaxy. It was like these are all the characters I know from space. Yeah, let me just like, put them on the team I'll just together.
0: Figure out my five favorite space people <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that aren't so generic. You know, exactly, because you know I mean? that's what I really feel like the Guardians <laughs> fucking succeeded in was taking five characters that no one no cared, one cared about, cared about, or heard of, or you mm-hmm. know, really, yeah, had any relevance, and made them. Household names, exactly. you know. You've got every asshole saying, "I am Groot now." You know, <laughs> we are Groot. <laughs> well, Kenny. we are Groot. You're right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, how how do you want to wrap this one up? What do you think? Do you have any final remarks? I want to say
0: this was a good read, but it definitely requires a lot of knowledge knowledge around it and I'm glad that I had that knowledge or I would have kind of been like I don't know what the fuck was going on in this book Reed Richards is dead what happened (laughs) like um, so there is a little bit of like need need to know Mm -hmm. um, for this one so it's a little bit different than things that we've covered before but I still thought it was a fantastic read and Uh, something that was yeah and super fresh for being about two characters that have existed since the the 60s 60s, you know
1: so good job Chip yeah, I I love this book. Um, I would recommend it to somebody who is you know very knowledgeable of mm-hmm. the Marvel universe and and wants to dip dip a toe in on. Uh, and I, I think it's a good um, like if you know the Fantastic Four as as a broad sense and never really read like a single Fantastic Four so four solo like yeah. book, um, I think this is a good way to get into them. Yeah, I think definitely because, I mean. It's In, also
0: funny enough a good way to get into the infamous Iron Man because you true. said, it yourself, I've never read it. I've never read the infamous Iron Man, but this makes me want to read it. But yeah. you you have convinced me that maybe Chip Zdarsky just really knew what to do with that character. you know. Yeah. So maybe that's just someone who needs a run with that character. Well, that would be fun, wouldn't it?
1: I think, um, I, I personally hope that when Dan Slott feels that he's written enough Fantastic Four that the book eventually goes to Chip. I think that that's the best successor for these these kids at this point
0: Mm -hmm. but uh so yeah what do you want to go ahead and do for next week i know we're kind of wanting to do something non we're gonna be doing
1: invincible next week
0: oh that's right
1: yes 13 issues um i'll we'll read it We'll love it. I'm sure. I'm sure. How are you on the? Because I think the last issue, the last episode comes out tomorrow. Yeah, it comes out at tomorrow. the time of us recording this. How How do you feel about the show? Without saying too much,
0: it's kind of it's. It managed to surprise me because episode six, I was like, "How is this season going to end in two episodes?" And then episode seven happened. And I was like, "Okay, the next episode will <laughs> definitely be the finale." That totally makes so much sense. So, how long are the um, episodes? An hour long. Oh, fuck. so yeah, it's it's about eight hours of I got content eight you're gonna hours of shit to watch? that you're gonna have to watch. Oh, yeah, man. and okay. every episode has a post-credit scene so just keep that in mind too um but i think that it's been really great i i think it's pretty much the standard for comic book entertainment now you know um (laughs) especially like adult focused comic book entertainment okay you know like with the gore and the, the you know who the producers are on this right it's like Seth Rogen or something. Yeah, it's Seth Rogen.
1: <laughs> I think it's Seth Rogen, isn't it? Yeah. I was like I knew yeah. cuz Seth Rogen his his studio, I I think it's Have called Have you seen his Facebook picture by the way? No, it's I haven't. It's
0: fucking hilarious.
1: I think his studio is called Grey Point or something like that. Um they are like only doing um fucking uh comic book shit. No shit. Yeah, cuz they did The Boys and Oh, yeah, Look at see. his
0: holy shit he's Frida holy shit (laughs) (laughs) it kept like recommending him as a page for me to like and so that and that was the picture I was like god damn it what the fuck
1: (laughs) yeah but like he they did the they produced the boys let me see they're producing another Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle animated movie they're producing a Jetsons Lego movie they're
0: producing a Lego what is with these Lego movies Scooby Doo movie for some reason here we'll talk about that in the movie one. <laughs> the okay. fuck is with Lego movies?
1: <laughs> okay, well, All right, yeah. thank you guys for listening. Next thank week's so
0: Invincible, the
1: week after we're going to be doing Batman Universe by Brian Michael Bendis and I love that for Nick. us. Nick, that'll be our oh, first. That'll be our first Bendis. That'll be our first DC and our first the, DC. Um, it's Nick. It's the guy that was on. Oh, it, he was on Doom Patrol.
0: It's okay. Just look it up. We're only human. We can't remember every name, or can we?
1: Okay. <laughs> Next, and then the week after Invincible, we'll be doing um, uh, Brian, Brian Michael Bendis and Nick Darrington's uh, Batman universe, which was the Walmart books. They were they were they came out in these big one oh, hundred. page I remember this now. Walmart Batman uh, digests. Mm-hmm. And they were just, like, half issues stuffed in, like, 100 pages. And you had to collect, like, all these big fucking, like, phone books to, like, read his whole story until it finally got collected. Um, but we'll, that's how this media should be put out there. <laughs> I mean, that's that's kind of how comic books, that's how it's showing. That's how that's so manga true. is done. Um, but, I mean, I remember when those DC announced those 100-page Walmart <laughs> books. Fucking... Every comic book store was like, this is the end. This is the end of us. We're the dead we're dead. <laughs> we're selling comics in, in
0: Walmart. We're done. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well. Alright. Love well, you guys. We will uh, see you next week. And if not, we will see you then or we will see, see you on another time. On another time. I wanted to try and say it with you, but I missed the mark. We're gonna get it someday. Okay.
1: Bye, bye guys. guys.